This podcast is on societal capacity against disinformation and subversion. Aside from the insights of the video from Catherine Mahir, we have four readings, two from the Department of Homeland Security, one from Sweden, and one from Canada on programs or attempts to try to stem, undermine, or slow down disinformation and misinformation. These can be considered primary sources for your consideration and debate. Now, there are three categories, if you will, if I want to summarize, or I'm going to try to summarize, much of the scholarship that has focused on trying to stem, lessen the impact of, or collapse disinformation. One is under the category of cognitive resilience, sometimes known as societal capacity. This is to require critical and abstract thinking skills at the elementary levels of education, formally and informally. Each citizen becomes a creative, critical, independent, insurgent, and healthily skeptical thinker and consumer of information with an eye towards abstract thinking and object permanence. Teach and train basics of media literacy, how to access, or excuse me, how to assess credibility of press assertions. Teach and train basics of science journalism. Citizens understand the limits, realities, and nuances of scientific theories and can recognize fallacies and exaggerations that may arise in popular media. Teach the very basics of logic and basics of recognizing fallacies in general. Teach the basics of evidence and source analysis, along with how theories derive from hypotheses with the least inconsistent evidence. Try to create robust private and public competition on building an informal and independently thinking civil society. Competition builds better products, training exercises, for example, and preempts perhaps any wayward notions of untoward government influence. Critical thinking should be emphasized in any curricula, from the fine arts to the humanities to civics education to even STEM programs. No standardized test can truly assess critical thinking skills. Educational professionals perhaps are allowed wide berth to creatively introduce critical thinking depending on the needs of the students at the local level. Openly market and brand to adver- at adversaries that our population's immunity from malign influence derives from freedom of thought. Build confidence in civil society that they are well-equipped on their own to zero out malign influence attempts. The DOD, Department of Defense, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, and the DOE, Department of Education, often work together on such issues as foreign language learning and promoting certain applied sciences. There is already robust precedent and ethical and legal ways in which defense and justice may work with education openly and constructively. And finally, advise legislators and legislative staff on national security vulnerabilities of current social media business models that profit from selling user information for each millisecond of views, rewarding amplification of disinformation, conspiracy theories, polarization, rage, isolation, illegal activity, and promotion of terrorism. The second category is to identify and describe disinformation. 
the effects of malign influence are often dissipated when people become aware of influence attempts. Human beings generally do not like to be lied to. There are definitely exceptions to this, as we discussed a little bit in our last lesson, and do not want to feel manipulated most of the time. These are the reasons that deception is often the other side of the influence coin. If people are aware that they are being influenced, the influence attempts may be less effective in some cases in some communities. Build trust between agencies that identify malign influence on the one hand and civil society. Institute attempts at true glasnost or surgical truth-telling. It is vital to create a robust and heated competition between any government agency and completely independent private entities, such as education institutions, local and international nonprofits, and for-profit think tanks, media agencies, social media companies, and political parties of every stripe. The final category is pain and costs. Retaliate with any or all instruments of power to cause an adversary to cease their attempts at malign influence, to include publicly outing and identification of disinformation operatives at all levels. The use of shaming, if you will. Make the cost so high that any adversarial government leader, no matter how seemingly rational or irrational, will cease or at least lessen malign influence. Very often, this can be attempted via economic and diplomatic strategies, but can also involve influencing the antagonist government and civil society. In other words, influence the influencers, subvert the subversives. Thank you.